and welcome to another episode of the Four Jobbers Podcast. I am, of course, Ginger Heat, and I am going to be guiding you through this crazy thing we call a podcast with my friends. And we'll start off with this one. He is the body from Kirkcaldy, Jordan Deves, all the way from Scotland. And if you're not down with that, no, wait, what's the saying? Um, if you're wanting salt and sauce with that, give me an okay. Okay. <laughs> How you doing this week, buddy? Yeah, I'm feeling good, mate. Feeling really good. Um, been a been an interesting week in the world of wrestling, and by that I mean none of the wrestling was interesting. Um, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> I, I was just saying, uh, Wax. Obviously, I've just finished watching the Europa League final. A nail oh, biting. I didn't see the results. Oh, you have what me so, No, I didn't. I, okay, I didn't know. So, I, I was. I'm late for the podcast today because I have been out, and here I am. What happened? Manchester United versus the Manchester Jabronis. Manchester United versus Villarreal goes down to one-one, into extra time, Ooh. into penalties. Oh shit! Through our first five penalties and into sudden death penalties. What? We make fuck? it to ten. Penalties apiece. This is a team that has Bruno Fernandes on it. How are they not scoring automatically? And who loses? Well, it's the one and only David De Gea misses his penalty, meaning Villarreal take the title. So, oh, I mean, boy. After that, this is the nail in the coffin for De Gea at United, right? He's got to go. You'd imagine so. Yeah. Like, I mean, they have another it's, guy, it's, Henderson, right? Yeah, it's been on the cards for a while that he's kind of like, oh, I want to go, I want to go somewhere better. But they're always like, nah, you're, you're not going anywhere. And there's been all this discussion and he doesn't seem to be playing as well as he used to. Yeah, so, that's the yeah. big thing, right? Like, who's going to take on that massive contract and pay the exactly. transfer fee to get David De Gea, this starting goalkeeper for Spain? Is he even the starting goalkeeper for them? Yeah, right I mean, I think he still is. But, you know, he's a Man United guy. You know, he's the national goalkeeper. Big money, big big shoes, but misses his his penalty and uh, wow. sends his team out. You know, jeez. Oh, so United what a lost. Stinker. Wow. But yeah, go go and watch it. The tension is insane when you're going through it. So speaking of stinkers, I'm gonna go right into Jason, the wise guy. He is the enigmatic. He is the charismatic. He is the bizarre, the mysterious, the wonderful. All of those things encompass. The entity that is Jason, the wise guy, you big gabagool. How you feeling this week? <clears throat> um, I feel pretty good. I, I, you know, this playoff basketball though, so it's been hard to watch wrestling. I, um, I tried to watch hockey. it. You know, yeah, hockey, whatever. Uh, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, playoff basketball has been amazing. It's like every game yeah. has been must watch. Uh, yep. But I had to check in with wrestling because we do this and we can't talk about basketball. <laughs> or soccer, so we gotta talk about wrestling. Um, I know you're wearing and, a Phoenix uh, Suns hat, though. We're not allowed to talk about it, but you walk in here as a Lakers fan wearing a Phoenix Suns hat. I think it needs to be addressed just really quickly. What, what's going on here? I'm a fan of players, and uh, right now I'm going for Chris Paul, and he plays for the Suns. So uh, there you go. I mean, but, all um, of the proof leading up to that point. You know, you've been a Lakers fan your entire life, but at some point you decided that you're no longer a Lakers fan. You're now a fan of players. What happened to make you not be a Lakers fan after your entire life being a Lakers fan? Well, I mean, if you really look at it, I was a Kobe Bryant fan when he, oh, when he retired and unfortunately passed away. 
my fandom for the Lakers, whether I want to admit it or not, it's not there anymore. But you seem to still have been a fan with the group that they had when they had Julius Randle, they had D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I guess um, the player that I was rooting against as much as I was cheering for Kobe, when he joins that team, you know, LeBron James, then it's just, I don't know. It's uh, It was done for me. Um, I don't feel it anymore. You, you know, you sometimes you feel it when you have a team. I don't know who, I think Jordan's soccer team is Chelsea. So when he's watching Chelsea, no, who is it? Stop. <laughs> Whoever it is, like when you watch the team, like when I used to watch them, you feel it. Like it's stupid, whatever. It's fandom, but you feel it. I, I don't feel it anymore. So I'm teamless. Like realistically, I'm teamless. I don't really care about any sports teams like I used to. So uh, I'm a free agent, free agent fan right now. Arsenal could use you. They, they need all the help. They I'm talking about basketball. Do. Soccer is like only when I'm in Kingston with people that like soccer, I watch uh, soccer. Yeah, because, you know. I don't count. <laughs> well, you like everything, you know. You're not like yeah, passionate true. soccer fan. You just like sports. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Speaking of someone who likes sports but is also very passionate, he's also very milky, but he's also quite mysterious. He's the son of the dentist. He is Ryan the Wax Mamba. What are you doing? What's going on? Wax is well cool yet again this week. What's happening in the life of Wax? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Uh, you know, if we're going on the subject of other sports, of course, playoff hockey's going on, and uh, the Montreal Canadiens continue to find new ways to ah, disappoint the me. The Sea Ducks, exactly. Disappoint. That's right. Disappoint. 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 <laughs> mode. Uh, I, I. I think yesterday was a new low uh, for for that. Yeah. They were shut out. It wasn't even fun to watch. Um, you know, I'll be a fan. Ah, there, I'll, there's hope. There's, there's hope. hope. It's not over. There's two, two pieces of hope. There's Nick Suzuki and there's Cole Caulfield, a.k.a. Goldfield. The future That's of the right. Canadians looks bright. But do you think they need to blow it up? Is it time to kind of I reset? Think, or do you want I to continue going with this team and, and add some pieces? Huh. I, I go back and forth on that. I could go very long on this, so I'll keep it short. I think there's value in dropping some of those big anchor contracts. And we know the two that we're thinking of, of the Shea Carey. Weber, the Carey Price, uh, you know, both great guys, probable Hall of Famers, each one of them just for their... Shea Weber, first ballot. Shea Weber, first ballot. Carey Price, probably not far off either. Just longevity, yeah. performance, Win totals, uh, gold medals, like coming out of the wazoo. It, you exactly. Know. But they're not getting any younger. <laughs> They got big contracts for many years, and as long as they're on the team, I don't know if there can be a good rebuild around the Suzuki, the Goldfield, the the Romanov, the Primo uh, of this core. But Epico, Epico, oh, Primo and Epico, Epico and Primo, exactly. Starting for the Montreal right. Canadiens, that I would. Like That's to where say. they are now. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm a Has fan for life. I'll be watching Game Five. Tomorrow, I'll be watching them next year as well. But, uh, yeah, that's that's where we're at. There you go. Uh. Yeah, well, that's a pretty good recap of everything else that's going on in the world because <laughs> the everything sports. else in the sports world is so much more interesting than what's going yeah. on in wrestling right now. It's a little bit unfortunate. But WWE, for example, is a ways out from a pay-per-view. And how do you guys feel about that pay-per-view in general? We don't even know really what the matches are and stuff, but... How do you guys feel 
at this point, leading into this pay-per-view. Jason, why don't you start it off? It's um, Hell in the Cell, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I love uh, I love the Hell in the Cell match. Uh, one of my favorites. It's legendary. Uh, I, I I do say that I don't like these themed pay per views, so I'm not happy about a Hell in a Cell pay per view. But at least it guarantees a Hell in a Cell match, I guess. Although you could argue maybe it's not a match that should be a guarantee; it should only be a surprise and when it really is needed most. Um, but you know, if that's what they're going to give us, I'll, I'm sure I'll enjoy at least one of the Hell in a Cell matches. I, but we don't know who it is. Like, there's there's way too little known, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I argued against you when you brought this up like last year, Jason, but I think I've come around to your side of thinking, especially for something like Hell in a Cell, having it guaranteed every year kind of takes away some of the gravitas of, oh, it's a Hell in a Cell match. These are two people who dislike each other. They've had a crazy blood feud or a title feud. There's only one way to settle this. Now it's like, okay, we know it's coming. Uh, so regular we'll match see. couldn't fix it uh, uh you know a no a fall count anywhere couldn't fix yeah. it a, a steel cage couldn't do it now we got to go to hell in a cell yeah but instead it's like you say they, there's it's... there's there's some themed pay-per-views that do work obviously the big one being royal rumble like it's it's obviously a pay-per-view that's designed around that one match and i would argue that another one is money in the bank yeah okay you know those the... are both good yes yeah. yeah, and they're fine. Maybe Great gimmick pay-per-views. When Fantastic. they do Elimination Chamber, yeah, I guess sometimes that works as yeah, well. I like Elimination Chamber. But yeah, I think if you're going to have a match that is literally just two people, you can't build a pay-per-view around that because it, it doesn't... Like, that Hell in a Cell is a, almost a grudge thing. It's a blood feud thing. You know, we're going to we're gonna do this Hell in a Cell! <laughs> and then, it, what, it, three of the matches are all in Hell in a Cell? Well, no. What if that doesn't <laughs> suit one of the feuds? Oh, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to do Hell in a Cell, but actually we're going to do a TLC match in the middle of it. Well, then it's not Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, <laughs> is it? Yeah. Just just call it June Judgment or something like that. Like, even know. if... Let's, it's, a good, it's a really good point, because let's say around this time of year they want to do Hell in a Cell. It makes sense for the schedule, for marketing, whatever. But why can't it be at, like... We know it's going to be around this time of year, but it's at an in-your-house or something. You know, Why can't it be an Unforgiven or something like that that happens to have – because you're right. If you name the well, whole pay-per-view after it – like The reason they've, they've done it is the same reason that we've just watched a pay-per-view called WrestleMania Backlash. <laughs> yeah. Like you see WrestleMania Backlash and you, yeah. you see WrestleMania in your head. You're like, oh, WrestleMania. Mm. It's the same with Hell in a Cell. You're like – for flipping heck, we've got Hell in a Cell, but actually everyone's heard of WrestleMania. But most people haven't heard of Hell in a Cell match. Anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just the marketing of Hell in a Cell. That's why we've got it. But so far, we've got two matches. Neither of them oh. are in Hell in a Cell so far. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, so what are, what's confirmed? Like two months out from a pay per view, what have they, so we've what got? Rhea versus um, Charlotte. And which could have... change because of Oscar, right? Exactly. So it could end up being a something. could be a triple. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Rikishi gets involved. Who knows? And then we've got a uh... Rikishi. Yeah, why not? I would love that. I'm Rikishi sure. versus Charlotte. Let's go. Yeah, we don't have enough Rashiki. We don't have an. I don't. Rashiki. What did I say? Rashiki. I don't even know what I said. Rashiki. Um, and then we've got Bobby versus either Kofi or Drew. 
So yeah, I mean, yeah, one or both of those matches will be in the cell. I You'd would imagine assume. so, right? But then I... both of them, and then whatever Roman Reigns is going to do. It depends on what Roman does, also. But it also feels like the only feud that we have at the minute that I think would work in Hell in a Cell is Seth versus Cesaro. It's a genuine blood Ooh, feud between the two. And that would be sick. They've already had a match together. They've been fighting back and forward, interrupting each other's matches. Hell in a Cell, perfect. Like, let's do it. So, I don't know. That, that would be, a, that would be, be an match. awesome match. Oof. Yeah. That'll be good. Have we ever seen Cesaro in a Cell? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. But yeah, there you go. I mean, that's that match works, but I guess we'll find out if we're going to see it or not. I don't know. No idea. When is Hell in a Cell? Is it really June two months out? twenty? Yeah, it's another wow. month. It's not that far. I'm exaggerating for yeah. effect, but, but it's a month away. It's further because I know, like towards the end of last year, even this year, we had like pay per views three weeks apart sometimes, and that was yeah. yeah that's much. why this is like this big gap here, which leaves us in this. There's a bit of a lull, which should be good story building, but like you say, Cesaro and Seth still have a chance to fight another eight times before the pay-per-view, so... <laughs> True. I think uh, Cesaro's probably off TV for a while, I would imagine, because he had a broken arm, and then he slammed his head into the steel ramp. Oh, that's true. Is he is he legit injured? Do we know that yet? No, no, I just... But, like, storyline-wise, it looks like they were trying to give him a couple of weeks off. Maybe. Oh, so that'd be cool. I mean, look. it works for the story. Yeah. So he comes out there with a with his broken arm. He's like, "I want another match." It's like, "What? Well, you lost clean, bro!" Like, take, take a seat, <laughs> bro. But again, bro. If, if this is the angle they're going with, you have Cesaro comes out and goes, "Ah, give me another match, mate." <laughs> then he gets his ass kicked by Seth. He goes away for a bit. He then has a match with Seth. He beats Seth, and then he's like, "Right." Um, the Swiss Superman. He could also cool. be a good uh, money in the bank option. Yep, yeah, they'll definitely cool. focus on the arm. They have if his arm is broken now, it's going to be the focal point in that match for sure, right? So like we're going to get like a one-armed swing or something like that, and then Whoa. Cole will play it eight times in the first <laughs> hour of SmackDown. And... <laughs> it's the greatest thing that's ever happened at Hell in a Cell. Uh, okay, cool. They always get the amount of swings wrong. Like, can no one count? Can they not focus on like when he when he swings past the 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 hard camera, that yeah. can be one. But instead, it's like they go by how many seconds or like seventy five yeah. swings. Yeah, it's like no. It's, it's like the Goldberg uh, <laughs> win loss or win record. It's just they make it up every time they go on air. Yeah. It was eight hundred swings. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking uh, of Michael Cole, we gotta kick off some announcements here. We gotta talk about some news in the wrestling world. Of course, Adnan Verk's stay with the WWE was quite short-lived. Bye. Cup of coffee. Bye. What do you guys think of his his tenure? Uh, or lack thereof. Too yeah. short to really <laughs> yeah. give a proper judgment. I, I, I wasn't captivated Agreed. by him instantly. Not that that's fair, but sometimes some people come in right away and they're like, ooh, like they have something. He was okay, serviceable. He, he didn't have like this this thing about him that made me like want to hear him he was just like yeah it was okay i'm not I, you know, all the best to him and something yeah else. good you know I, I jordan and i were talking about this before we went on the air a little bit uh this kind of seemed set up to fail a little 
You have a guy whose only previous experience is in baseball. Yeah. No offense to any baseball fans, but it's much slower action than any type of combat sport or combat sports entertainment. Pitcher winds up. He jumps and in. The delivery. Yeah, exactly. Swing and a miss. Strike one. That's all you need. He's That's eating some seeds. Let's you give put him, him in as the play-by-play -play guy for what's supposed to be your top build show. You don't put him on NXT. You don't put him on 205 That's Live. True. You don't build him up. He just jumps right into the spot of spots. The voice of Monday Night Raw. Monday Night JR, Raw. right? Michael Cole. Uh, Honestly, that's pretty wild. Yeah, I didn't. McMahon lot, yeah. was the voice of Raw. Yeah, yeah. So you got no. it's just. Yeah. It, I don't think it was. He was set up to fail, is my thought, and I'm not too surprised that he's out. I'm surprised he's out this soon, but it just yeah, it didn't stick. Like Jason said, it didn't really do enough to have a a, a lasting impression. And he comes in at the same time as Pat McAfee. Granted, Pat's the color commentator on SmackDown. He's got an easier job, but he's doing a better job. I think we can all agree. Yeah. yeah he's I, got the goat beside him, right? Also. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think Garbage of all time. What? It, it's difficult because, you know, poor Adnan. Up comes, you know, the, the music. And then you just hear, Welcome, everyone, to the Thunderdome. Um, I'm Adnan Verkin. This is Monday Night Raw. <laughs> and we're going to kick things off with, um, oh, here comes our champion. Oh, it's it's MVPs in there, and I'm just like, you've not. Oh, that's a up. nice build. Yeah, like What's I for? could. We're going to have a less. really great What's show. Going? That was a good uh, move. I wonder what it was. Good. That was his finisher. <laughs> that was a super kick. And that's the thing as well. There's so many. <laughs> You'll see a couple like, of terms <laughs> and like yeah. moves and stuff, and you would see him go, oh, yeah. what a slam! And I'm like, it's. It's a power slam or it's a, a spine buster, it's, you know, and, and that's some of the stuff that I think maybe he wasn't versed in as well. Um, I always thought, like, if I was to get hired as a WWE commentator, not saying that I'm going for it, but if I did, the number one thing I would do is I'd go on WWE 2K, the video game, go into create a wrestler, and I would memorize every fucking move on that list. And I know yeah. there's thousands, but that's what you have to do if you're going to be going into this. You, you have to do things like that. You can't have a move come up. And if, you, if you're not going to know what it's called, it has to be less obvious. <laughs> just, just go, oh, my God. Yeah, give us that. Fine. And he had it a little bit. He started to do this his high voice thing, but yeah, yeah I don't know. But as of 35 minutes ago, I was just saying to the guys before you joined, Brad, we have a new play-by-play -play voice for Monday Night Raw next week. What? Who? The, what? This gentleman, Jimmy Smith. Uh, he is a Jimmy Smith. Jimmy John Smith. Doe. He is. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a created character. Yeah, that I was too lazy to do any anything to him. I just need someone to beat yeah, up and practice. He is actually just generic bald guy, isn't he? Uh, bald. Is that Adam Pierce? He, <laughs> he is a commentator. Will be, in the world uh, of, a Monday Night Raw theme song. Yeah, yes. he, he's a commentator in the world of MMA. Yeah. So, At least he's coming uh, from combat sports. He has a, a yeah combat sport background. I oh, guess. that means they're going to bring back Ron Underground then, and he can commentate. <laughs> so, I, hope, yeah. I hope he lasts as long as Adnan Verk, if that's the case. But, uh, we'll see. Or, but, yeah, there who, we go. who lasted longer, Raw Underground or Adnan Verk? No offense to Adnan. Adnan, I think, right? Raw. Uh, nah, Raw Underground was at least. Raw Underground a month. was a month at least, or because I remember Jason complaining about it for at least a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
We had no complaints about Adnan. We we were giving him a shot at least here yeah. on this podcast. I think he's Canadian, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, yeah. Jay, about him? No, I was just gonna say like I never complained about Adnan Burke because like I mean like I said he wasn't bad. He wasn't especially good, but it's also because Raw sucks so much. There's so much more things to complain about than him. Yeah. So he he wasn't the focus. Yeah, you I can mean, tell he that also it was had nasty, but... he also had Byron and, and Corey Graves. You know, that's true. Corey time. Graves is, so is great. Like, Corey Graves yeah. is great. Graves is they great. could hold it up a little bit. Why can't it just be Byron and Graves? Byron's that's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, the, dopey, Byron, the dopey uh, Byron play-by-play maybe play that, guy. Yeah. Byron is yeah, the Byron play-by-play. Is the play-by-play and Corey is the yeah. color. That might actually work. That could be pretty sick. I would, I'd be fine with it. I mean, they've got a good dynamic in that they hate each other. So I mean, if uh, if it doesn't work out with uh, with yes. with Jimmy, then maybe that's what they'll go with. Yeah. Is Jimmy Greek? Why? why? So I'll yeah, I don't know. His last name is his last name is Smith. He's, he's not particularly Greek. Like... <laughs> he sounds like a generic man. <laughs> generic where where are you from? Somewhere in the world. Yeah, I'm a citizen yep. of Earth. He sounds um, like an American name. He sounds very American. Yeah. I mean, you know. Isn't yeah, Smith like is. the name? Oh yeah, from... he's from uh, he's from Fresno, California. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And there was some uh, some other stuff. What was going on? Um, well, there's been some firings. Some other yes, firings. Yes. Uh, why don't uh, you? Yeah, let's talk about the firings. Uh, yeah. Well, there's been a couple. Uh, you know, a lot of them were mo- mainly performance center, but there are two notable ones. One a bit more than the other, and. The most notable one, at least, uh, I think for most people, is exactly the gentleman who uh, whose shirt you're wearing, Brad. It is the Velveteen Dream, and I think we all kind of saw this coming at some point. Yeah. It just, uh, there's a bit too much there. Uh, I don't want to go too much into it, but you just think of even, wasted... Even the, that foolish stuff aside, yeah. you know, just there was on... also attitude issues and stuff, apparently. So yeah. th- not yeah. only that, there seems... Because they had said, we investigated it, there's nothing there, we're still willing to keep him on in our company, which is a huge and, and thing for a publicly traded company to do. He did. He, he came did. back. He came back, back after that, and then yeah. injured, and it only seems to be that since oh, he's been injured yeah. again, then yeah. other things have maybe come to I light, think he was or in like, other issues. Yeah. All, all in all, it just it's, it's pretty disappointing, because, you know, whatever it was that was the straw that broke the camel's back with him... Is wasted potential because he was good in the ring. He had a great gimmick, one of my favorite great gimmicks. Great in the ring, actually. Great gimmick. He great everything. Charismatic. Yeah. Enigmatic. And, uh, no, no, he wasn't. He, no. <laughs> no, no, no. That's yeah. saved for one and one only. Yes, that's right. That's right. And then uh, the other one I wanted to quickly mention, just because he was on NXT programming as of May 18th, and I think he was fired about 20 minutes later, yeah. <laughs> uh, was Alexander Wolf, formerly of Imperium. And it was interesting because they seemed to be right in the middle of a storyline with uh, Killian Bane, and there was a bit of like a sanity reunion coming, and then they just beat him up, and he's gone. Maybe he asked for his relief, uh, relief release. Uh, Tough to say, but uh, otherwise, there's a bunch of names that I I don't even really know super well. But those are the big ones. That uh, so the NXT roster, performance center roster, cleared out a little bit as well. Budget cuts were the big reasons, at least for Wolf and his group. I'm not sure about uh, about Velveteen Dream. That was so weird when a company that's making yeah. record amounts of profit cuts people for budgets. Like so many companies do that, and it just yeah, make your own conclusions. So make your own conclusions yeah. there. It's the same reasons they gave for uh, Samoa Joe and all those people uh, yeah. last month. 
And then, yeah, you see the company's making record profits. So Hey, we're uh, making record profits. We're going back on the road next week, but we're budgetarily cutting all of you guys. See you later. Um, sucks what? to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think as, as the fan, it's very difficult to, to watch that product knowing that, and, and maybe this is being unfair, but, but from when we speak about it every week, we watch this every single day that it's on as best we can, and we always come away from it like, oh, at the minute, it's just not really hitting the spot. There are some good moments, there's some great talent, mm-hmm. but it's just not quite hitting the spot right now. So how, if that's the case, how can you be having record profits, which they are, that we, we know that's the case, but also, why are they releasing talent? I, I, I don't, none of this, if it's, this was a dot to dot picture, right? And the dot to dot picture was the face of Vince McMahon, I wouldn't be able to draw it out for you because <laughs> I don't understand how one decision influences another and how, you know, you've got a crap product, but you've got the best profits, but then that means you have to release people because you can't afford the. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. Brad, you I mentioned there... something. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, please, please. You mentioned, uh, I was just going to say the other thing that was kind of big is they announced that uh, they're going back live in July. Yeah. Oh, that's I my uh, one bad for the week. Is it well, really? I, not, I the mean, fa- not the fact that they're going back live, but how they decided to portray uh, yeah, okay. it or yes, we share it with us. Touch on that. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, we could. I mean, we can, you know, I want to get into uh, something after, but Jay, we'll, we'll kick off your, your bad just after this. I wanted to mention... AEW had a big announcement. Huge. Mage. New show? You guys know what it is? New show? New show. It big be, show. It could be bad. Major competitive time slot. It's, major uh, network. Pressure. Yeah, it's huge. Like man. when WCW made Thunder. Remember WCW yeah. Thunder? That's yeah. uh, not yeah. good for That wasn't good for them. I that think was, the... Yeah. So it was it but they also had Rampage, Nitro, right? Rampage. Exactly, they had Nitro. Rampage. Is what I think it's called it. Rampage, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. It, so obviously, this is coming up against SmackDown. So they're not even trying to take on NXT anymore. They've gone full on. We're going to take on SmackDown on Friday night, which yeah, g- good for them. They already took over Wednesday, and hmm. NXT went. Yeah, okay, they pushed we'll, NXT. We'll do yeah, Tuesday instead. And then they're going to try and take over Friday as well. And SmackDown's the better product right now in WWE by far, in my opinion. Yeah. So that that's major. I think where they will do well is if they use it as a continue for the story and not so much a separate roster. I don't mm. think that the roster in AEW is developed enough to have a completely different thing. Um, plus they don't have titles either. I'm not going to watch a show if there's no titles on the line. It doesn't make sense. I imagine they would do what uh, the WWE did. And, you know, instead of the WWE championship, you bring in, like, the world heavyweight, probably split titles. But the, the, the problem is I don't think there's enough talent to be able to do mm. that, uh, developed talent to be able to do that. Um, and it was the reason that Thunder failed, right? Like, they tried Thunder, and they said, cool, we're going to get... Bret Hart is the main guy on Thunder. He got injured instantly by that absolute idiot Goldberg. And then they had nobody on Thunder. It was like, oh, we've got this guy. Just 
some guy that turns up with his gran or whatever, and he was like, yeah, I, I'm normally a janitor, but I'll wrestle on Thunder for you. And it was just, yeah, it didn't work. So I'm hoping they don't go down that route and try and split the roster out. But then two shows with a day apart, that seems like a lot. Oh, Eric I was reading a good a article idea, about so. it. Yeah, Eric yeah. Bischoff said it was a great right. idea. So, what do I know? <laughs> well, you, I mean. we're putting—if you're an AEW fan, you're putting a lot of trust in Tony Khan, right? Oh, now, yeah. this is someone that knows the business very well, that knows media, that you know. Hopefully, as an AEW fan, you can trust him doing the right thing because Cody Rhodes seems to really trust him. And Cody did a good um, interview about it. I, I'll send it to you guys a little later, talking about how expansion is important for the brand. Expansion is important, and yeah, there's there's risk to it, right? Of course, and there's pressure and everything else, but it's bringing in a lot of money and allowing them to share the wealth a little bit more and allowing them to, he feels like there's enough talent to, to spread between um, the two shows, and he feels like they have enough going on, and a big part of it is understanding what has moved the needle, is the word I think that he used in the article, um, up until now. So all this analytic data that they've had from their current shows, they're using and applying into this. They know what content gets watched, what content gets shared, what con- similar to how WWE does it, right? So I don't know how this is going to look, but they've analyzed everything and they're trying to apply that into this. So obviously there's, there's tons of work behind the scenes going into this. A lot of preparation. TBS, the home of obviously some former wrestling shows. Uh, Dusty mm. Rhodes used to have um, a show on TBS, I believe. So there's some coming home feelings there for Cody Rhodes to now be running this show that his dad used to run a show on TBS. So there's a, there's so much stuff here. So it's very interesting, but I, I can appreciate you being so reserved rather than just coming out and being, we're going to fucking do this. We're going to kill it. WWE is going down. AEW is the future. Blah. Like, you know, you don't have that attitude where a lot of people do. And a lot of WWE fans are going to be I... very defensive at this and shit on it right away just because of that, that feeling. Yeah, you know, I, I they mean, don't want WWE that, to ever get replaced. That is the case. WWE's going down and, and AEW <laughs> is on the rise. Absolutely. Of course it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> but I'm just, I'd just be hesitant because I love the content at the minute and I love the way that they yeah. do it at the minute. And adding in that other show, does that mean they're going to... So another th- product of AEW is um, AEW Dark and AEW yeah. Dark Elevation, right? And they're like their YouTube version of their show it's not on a major network but are they going to continue that Mm. because i guess the trouble yeah i don't know like if you keep that then what are you going to save for this other show and then are you still going to have wins and losses because then you've got four shows a week two of them are network tv shows and the other two are like youtube and um, dark matches and stuff like that, mm-hmm. obviously, but they're all part of your, um, they're all part of your your uh, rating system and uh, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, I'm just interested to see how it works. I'm excited for it, of course I am, but I, I just uh, I want to see how it works before I uh, pass any judgment on it. But yeah, AW Rampage. That's what do you think, Jay? Any excitement? Any thoughts on AEW Rampage Friday nights head to head against SmackDown TBS versus Fox? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kenny Omega ulti- versus Roman Reigns. Ultimately, Woo! I'm happy because I haven't really been happy with WWE 
much. You know, they have some good stuff, but overall there's much more bad, in my opinion. So if AEW continues to grow and expand, that's nothing but good. And if they can become a real threat and push WWE to stop pishing and start pushing like oh. real storylines, that, that's good. I mean, I they know much more than I do. Like uh, adding a show, like, the, like when did when did they start? When did Dynamite start? Like it's when was the first? Dynamite like, has been around for just over a year. Yeah, just over a year, and guess what? It wasn't a normal year. You didn't even have a real full nope. experience of this That's one show. Crazy to me, like just with barely any knowledge, just this idiot barking. It seems soon to me, because it's not like their ratings were overwhelmingly amazing. I don't think it seems soon, but whatever. I what do I know? But like, and because of COVID, they didn't even have a full normal year with Dynamite, and they already got this rampage. They survived. Um, Can you believe that? Like, if you're going to start a wrestling show and to have that big year. in itself, yeah, the fact that they survived for sure. That's crazy. I, w- I would love to be in the meeting where they named the second show, though. Like, uh, Rampage, yeah, it's good. Let's go with Rampage. Yeah, that's great. that's great. I'm sure it was a lengthy process. Not that it's bad, but it's just so generic. Like, how long did it take to come to Rampage? You know, I don't know. I think Raw is sick. Raw is. Raw. SmackDown is too. The, both those names are amazing. SmackDown Live, of, by the way. No, that's dumb. But SmackDown and Raw, <laughs> amazing names. Dynamite. But SmackDown cool, came but from The Rock, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it was like yeah. built into like the the lingo of the the wrestlers. Um, and Raw is just it's just good. It's just good. Rudy Pooh. So what would you call that other show on AEW if it wasn't Rampage? Going off something that's yeah. It should have been. It could have been more creative, I guess. Does it matter? Probably not. But like. It's not like Rampage is bad. It's just like generic, like, oh, Rampage or Dynamite or Tuesday Night Explosion, Tuesday Night Yeah, War. I guess it's going to help. It must help shape the look and feel of it, too. If you're going to call it Rampage, now I'm expecting some sort of, you know. Some, some, some sort of rampage. rampage? Yeah, I'm expecting hmm. some blood. Will there be blood? Will they have color on their television show on TBS? Well. What will it be rated? It's, it's happening after yeah. SmackDown. Relax. Rated R. It's after uh, SmackDown. It's yeah, only an it's, hour, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's like an, maybe an hour and a half, but yeah. So that's not so bad, oh. I guess. You just add it's, like a, it's airing after SmackDown. So that means SmackDown finishes and then everybody goes, cool, I'm going to flick over to the actual content. You watch and the I'll last go. match of SmackDown Live and then you flip over to AEW. And somebody's got a nail in their skull or something Let's like that. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs> Exciting times. Was there any more news that you guys wanted to cover before we get into what is the meat of this podcast? One good, one pish. Uh, real quick, um, Dark Side of the Ring, two new episodes have since come out since we last talked about it, since Brian Pillman. There might be a third, but I haven't looked. Uh, if it's up your alley, if super hardcore, ultra-violent wrestling is up your alley, I suggest the Nick Gage documentary yeah, all it was about good. CZW, i thought i didn't know him so i was like oh, i'll watch it later you know yeah i don't know him but uh, john moxley's interviewed on it uh, a few other people he wrestled him yeah wrestled oh, really? him a bunch it, it's definitely uh you'll see a lot oh. of color you'll see a lot of light tubes getting smashed over people's heads it's <laughs> it's a whole side of wrestling i didn't know a whole lot about or i thought i knew about and yeah this guy seems to be apparently the king of it so they talk about him, and then there's the th- the next one is something I actually wasn't even aware ever happened. 
um, a group of WCW wrestlers, along with some New Japan wrestlers, went to North Korea in like 1992 or three, and, and it's like Ric Flair, Chris Benoit, Too Cold Scorpio, Road Warrior Hawk, and Muhammad Ali was also there uh, for some reason. And, and that's actually a pretty interesting story. It's like it's super wild just because North Korea is insane. Um, the original, who is, is Kim Jong what before? It was Kim Jong Il. Il. Kim Jong Il back then. So it was. Uh, also a pretty good story, and like Road Warrior Hawk and Two Cold Scorpio tried to kill each other at the same time, so it was like literally? interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh, that's a wild story, and like I said, I never knew this happened. <laughs> so it, it's a big uh, change from watching, you know, how RVD's singlets get made. <laughs> yeah, it's quite the different programming, but uh, both really well made. If you got uh, Ford, I think they're both about 45 minutes each, so check them out. And that's Shout it. out RVD. Shout out to RVD. All right, well, that's awesome. I'm definitely going to check those out now because, like I said, I saw them and I was like, North Korea and some hardcore guy, like, yeah, I'll watch those later type of feeling. But now I'm like, let's fucking go. Those sound crazy. Those are nuts. Yeah, no, I recommend Nice. All right, well, um, I don't know if it'll come up. I just Jordan, I just noticed your name, the Boogs. My goodness, Jordan Boogs, Rick Boogs. I'd never heard of this man before this week, but impressive performance nonetheless, I thought. But we're getting into one good, one pitch. We're going to kick it off with Jason, the wise guy who has been blowing through Sopranos. One good, one pitch in your face. Jason, take it away. My one good is The Sopranos. <laughs> That's a my, <laughs> my one good is The Sopranos. <laughs> no, I mean, if I got to choose something, I'll go with uh, Shinsuke and King Corbin. Yeah. Their little uh, kerfuffle that they're involved in. I actually, I enjoy it. Uh, I, I, mm. I'm happy that King Corbin is with someone that he can work with. And Shinsuke is obviously proven. And, uh, he, yeah, and he could do... <laughs> he could. Pre- like, he's selling it good. Like, Shinsuke is extremely entertaining. Corbin, obviously, a lot of detractors, a lot of people say he sucks, he's boring, but I think he's a good he heel. He is boring. He's a great heel. I don't think, I, I don't think it's, 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 not, it's not fair. I like I Corbin think, also, but I understand why people say that. I think he's a good heel, and I think he could do well with Shinsuke. I think it's, it's kind of like, is Shinsuke the heel in this? He's stealing the guy's crown. He's being a, no, no, no. a prick. Why not? Uh, he's the heel. Because the other guy's like, I need my crown because I drive in my Ferrari, and, you know, I'm all about the watches. $30,000. Can't wear $40,000 watches. And the heel doesn't Shinsuke's get the like, giant fucking guitar solo intro. I got to give a shout-out to, again, Pat McAfee during that whole oh, thing was, that was so good. <laughs> losing his mind. Yeah. Like that, he got up on the thing and is in Cole's face rocking out. I, I was so funny. I'm, I'm gutted that Jason has stolen my, my definite good from the week because no. that, the whole thing was perfect. Like I I I watched maybe about a year ago, year and a bit ago, uh, known then as Eric Bugenhager, right? I watched him wrestle in NXT and he came out and he was like rocking and he was just playing air guitar and he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, yeah. Oh, that's and, where I've seen him before. It's that guy. Yeah. So yeah. he what was rocking fuck? out and, uh, in NXT and then he came up to the main roster and did, he was a guy in that um, Old Spice package with, um, what's his name? Tozawa. 
Yeah. You know the guy with the night panther what? with the glasses and the red jumper? That's him. This guy's so that, been jogged around. I thought he was a musician. He came nah. out and was ripping the guitar. I was like, oh, it must be a, a musician. So then you, you happen to know who he is, is, so I figured he must be a rocker dude. No, no, he is a Whoa. professional wrestler, and he's ready to go. But he just could shred the guitar as well. Yeah, because I was like, this guy's jacked. What, who's this yeah. like, uh, guitar guy that's sucking ripped? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm buzzing for this. I genuinely I love the whole gimmick, this, kinda, this guy that just wants to rock. You know, and uh, he looks great. He's got a quality mustache. That's always nice. He does. Just... Shout out Jack. Oh, the snake. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was a great a great segment. And actually, yeah, it brought a bit of spotlight to Shinsuke and Corbin as well because it was kind of like, actually that's a feud that I would watch. They both seem to work well with each other. Um, so yeah, loved it. Loved it. Yeah, good, good. The crown, that's what, you know, Shinsuke and him, I was kind of like, okay, uh, you know, I like both guys a lot, and I know that King Corbin is not so liked because he hasn't been in a feud that mattered. You know, when you're that kind of heel and you're giving that kind of gimmick, you need someone to play off of. You can't just be doing nothing. And for him to go against Shinsuke, and then when Shinsuke picked up the crown and took 15 minutes to put it on his head, I was bought in. I'm like, this is it. They have something here because Shinsuke is going super far with it. Go too far with things. You can always bring it back later. I always say it. And King Corbin has to react off of Shinsuke doing all this crazy stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I'm excited about it. And, you know, they're interviewing Shinsuke in the, in the parking lot. He's still got the crown on. I know, yeah, Jason, had, um... in this storyline for you, Shinsuke is the heel because you're a, a Corbin guy. No, I, I mean, but... I, no, I love Shinsuke, too. <laughs> and uh, you had he had his photos of wearing the crown around the city, driving around in his car. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, honestly, it looks it's it ground. looks it's so it looks funny. a million times better on Shinsuke. It looks like it fits so perfect. Yes. Um, it's just an interesting feud, and you know, King Corbin's got something he can sink his teeth into. So so can Shinsuke. Maybe people will start to hate Corbin for the right reasons for being a, a little Weasley heel rather than just like ah, oh, he's boring. Get him off my TV. Maybe we'll see. Uh, but I like it, and uh, I don't know who that Boogs guy is, but it was an incredible uh, solo or whatever. Uh, Shinsuke's theme song is amazing, and hearing it, any rendition of it, I love it. Um, yeah. We used to rip that theme song in the repair room in a store yeah, we, we used did. to work at yeah. with. Louis the Vegan Daddy would always rip wrestling music. I'd come it, it up from the floor and be pissed off on coming, and Louis Edwards just in there. Just, what it reminds me of his laughing. debut on uh, <laughs> yeah. on WWE on the main roster because they had the violinist. Yeah, that's right. That was sick. Introduce him, so it's kind now of a nice little throwback. Rick Boogs, crazy. I'm, I'm, he's, isn't he yeah. just a better <laughs> version of his last name? What's his face? Uh, Elias. Elias. Yeah, yeah. He's a better version of Elias. No, like yeah, that's what you I can play Elias. your little your little guitar now you're I'll paired up with some racist guy and uh, some racist <laughs> racist guy i don't know what he is but yeah elias hasn't been in an important match in three years <laughs> yeah. but rick boogs is coming in he's not he's not coming in as a wrestler right yeah. now he's coming in just as a guy who's with shinsuke and he, yeah i like it it's like, that's, that's cool. b-o-o-g-s yeah. he's got the chat he yeah. can rip yes. it up on a guitar he's built Jacked. like nothing else let's he smells great because he's covered in Old oh, Spice. Covered love in Old it. Spice. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely drenched in Old yeah, Spice. Bathes in Old Spice. And then he's, ah! <laughs> I love it. Uh, Biggs, let's go. Biggs. Yes. What's your bad, Jason? It's your pish. Um, 
obviously, like everyone probably, I'm super excited for the WWE to go back on the road, to have the crowd back because it's so important. It's important in sports, but even more important, in my opinion, yeah. in uh, sports entertainment because, you know, the crowd can almost dictate the way the match feels, the way it goes. Like, if you have a hot crowd, it changes the, the whole thing. Um, the Rock versus Hogan, the perfect example of that, of course, a match that was pish yeah. if you watch it with no sound, but yeah. with sound. One of the best matches or, ever. Uh, even the Austin uh, Hogan and Andre way back in the day. That's um, a good example. Or any too. Hogan match, really. It was good. But, um, and yeah, it could change storylines, like depending how the crowd reacts. It could change how they feel, how people are written, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I'm happy for that. Um, I just didn't like the, I like the idea to, to talk to the wrestlers, to have them do promos, to how they mm -hmm. feel that the crowd's coming back. But every single person that did it sounded like the exact same person. It sounded yeah. like the one person wrote the same kind of bullshit for each person. It wasn't uh, personalized no. properly. It felt like forced. It felt like they had a gun to their back of their head. And um, every single one of them sucked, and it was horrible. <laughs> it, you could say it was like uh, back-in-the-day kind of promos, you know, super cheesy over the top. But, like, I don't. no one likes that shit anymore. So, like, I mean, Jeff Hardy's, I think, stood out the most to me. It's Jeff Hardy awesome. is a legend. He's a, a absolute Hall of Famer instantly. Um, he should still be in, in meaningful storylines. He can still go. He can still put on a match. And I don't ever heard him do the Hardy chant before. I don't know what that yeah. was. We all expected <laughs> Lana's to suck, so that's fine. Whatever. What's the state of this, though? What, what happened here? Yeah. No, it, well, I mean, you had uh, <laughs> Naomi's, like, hyped up. Like, I'm super happy. And then she's like... Yeah, I, I hope you're all gonna be happy to watch us dance in the oh, rain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, I didn't even know yeah, that, that was. I thought, yeah, thought T-Bar was, was um, what's his face? The guy that says, "I got kids," for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I got kids. Heath Slater's Bar. much more interesting. Heath Bar. The worst Why don't they just let me... them talk? They're wrestlers. Let yeah, them do the promo was... themselves. Yeah, let them talk about how running low on feel. How do they actually feel? Like Jeff Hardy, has he ever went Hardy? Hardy, never. Hardy, Hardy, never. Has he ever done that? What the fuck? But he did it that? for like a minute. Just let him do the, you know, the. Hardy, Hardy. It was like just let him do the dance. That's it. Wait, what's the dance, Mike? Just the, you know, the. Just for us. It's hard because you only see me from up here. I'm like thrusting really, and no. But you know how I didn't. I am standing. I'm on my standing desk. But it implies that he got all up in makeup. Just yeah, for that, because he wasn't going to be wrestling that night, clearly, no, obviously. The worst one was um, Sexy Muscle Friends, because... Oh, yeah, but, yeah, that was bad. But you don't expect, expect much. much. I didn't yeah, expect, much. expect no, much no. I Hardy, expected... seeing a legend diminish down to that bullshit, yeah. that was hard it's for me. pacing on how those two talk. Dana and Mandy feel like they, they don't talk normally at all. No. No, like, I understand. I think Dana's worth... You're trying to enunciate. Dana's worse. Dana's worse than Dana's Mandy. Like, but like yes, Mandy will yes. see something and then Dana's looking yeah. at it and then she just goes, oh yeah, that's totally right. We can't wait to be on the road again. Isn't that right, Mandy? And yeah, you know really... what? The mo thing I'm looking forward to the most is the fans are here. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we understand that. 
It's yeah, no. Mason Seaboard still fault, has though. to be the worst. I love the ending line What's where it's when you see what we do the in the ring, you're gonna cringe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. really? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's facts right there. That is facts. <laughs> most accurate thing I've ever said. How difficult is it though? Like, just say to them, okay, we just want you to, you know, riff a couple them. off the top of your head and let's see what you get. And then somebody comes out and just goes, "We're coming Fuck back to you live." You, you, you're not gonna. Uh, to be fair, I can't do it. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna give it a go. But again, but... you're supposed to be a wrestler who's practicing promos, yeah. who's doing promos on the regular, and then you have a chance to do a little promo like this. And look, it's not a big twenty thing. seconds. Not... Twenty seconds. Just give me twenty seconds of you just hyping. Get us hyped for fans coming in. Go. Yeah. You're it's not even building up your character. Can't do that. It's, it's yeah, a marketing exactly. promo. That's yeah, the whole point that. of a promo is to build your character and promote the show at the same time. You can do both. They needed Sammy on there. They needed him to say, now 15,000 people a night can see the conspiracy for what it is. The conspiracy against me, Sammy Zane. And there, you're done. Good. On Friday Night Smackdown, coming to you live in Dallas or whatever. <laughs> Dallas. I, I am very excited for, for live fans back. I feel like those crowds are going to be extra hot just because it's been so long. Uh, and I'm curious to see because they've all got a temperature because they've got COVID. Yeah, that too <laughs> possible. But I'm curious to see how the reactions are because right, we've been virtual for a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. How much are these gimmicks, these storylines, these characters? How do people feel about them? You sort of see it on the internet. You sort of see it on social media. I do like the opportunity to see now how they're reacted to live because that's really the best barometer for how a storyline, a character, a gimmick is going. Though I do agree with Jason. I don't think they've, they could have done a worse way to uh, market it and announce it. Um, I would say the Viking Raiders one was the best. They did say uh, they had some Viking stuff in there and oh, they sure. have that kind of gimmick <laughs> where it being corny and over the top makes some sense, Viking you know? Yeah. And they're just smiling um, the whole time like, we're going to go raiding. Cool Viking things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to do cool Viking things. And I, the, the Naomi and uh, Lana That's one at the shirt. end, they go. Yeah. <laughs> make some weird noise. Awful. Also, why did they just get jobbers for these? Like, they got Braun. Oh, um, Braun, like, put in as many train innuendos yeah, yeah, that yeah. you could possibly do. He's, I'm going to run it right through you all. the Strowman Express. <laughs> Shove it right through the tunnel full of fans. <laughs> Why are they trying to make him a train? <laughs> <laughs> He's not a train. Choo-choo. We know. He's a Choo-choo, human being. Motherfucker. He's the human being. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we got it. We got to get rolling with this uh, one good one pish. Let's keep it moving. I'm gonna go across my screen. So let's go with Mr. Boogs. Give us a good. Give us a pish. Tell us okay. what's going on. And yes, later, ladies and gentlemen, we will recap AEW and NXT briefly at the end. But for now, one good one pish. Let's go. Okay. Here it goes. Here's my. I'm gonna start with the bad. Um, my bad from the week is one the treatment of this character and two what happened to the character during the match and it is we already mentioned it earlier this evening nikki cross as a fellow scotsman or scots person to be inclusive um she's been off for a while we haven't seen her i don't know if there's been injury or something else going on there may have been COVID. she might have been home 
I understand all of that. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that that is the case, but we know she's been around because she's been a lumberjack in ma- all the different lumberjack yep. matches that we've had. She was probably one of the zombies, let's not lie. Um, <laughs> so she's been around and she's not getting used, and then suddenly she gets... She doesn't even get a segment on the show. They have to say, oh, yeah, by the way, this happened earlier before the show kicked off. And it's her just going, I could take either of you on. Let's go. Who's wanting a, who's wanting a my fight? Family. And then it's like, yeah, I could beat you in two minutes. Well, come on then. Let's have a go in the ring. She's like, I'm too busy. Oh, well, I'll do, I'll do it then. That's supposed to be Rhea, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then we get this ridiculous match. Right, you have to beat your opponent in two minutes, but they spend the first minute just laughing at each other, not actually doing anything. <laughs> and then they start kind of grappling, and there's a wee bit of fighting, and it looks, I'm like, oh, Rhea's going to beat her in this minute. But then she just is pounding away at her in the corner, and everybody's shouting around her, oh, you've only got five seconds left, and she can't hear them, apparently. And then suddenly, right, Nikki Cross. She's incensed with rage, which exactly. she clearly wasn't. For no, it was yeah. not well done at Ridiculous. all. Ridiculous. Like, very poor. Nikki Cross gets out of the ring, and then, by the way, instantly forgets the fact that she's just been pounded alive by the Raw Women's <laughs> Champion, and just goes, yeah, I won. <laughs> that was, that was weird, too. Yeah, she pops right back up. And I'm like, what? What's happening here? I've not seen her in ages. She's in this nonsense jobber-esque match. Rhea's like, is that the two minutes up like? Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It was awful. I hated every second of it. It was, and then the ending was dragged out and it was a crap. And then out comes Charlotte looking like Cruella DeVille again. And I'm like, I don't care about you either. Just piss off, you freak. Yeah, just the whole segment, I hated. I hated every second of it. It's awful. It's exactly what is wrong with the women's division right now. Yeah, that was going to be my pitch, uh, so ah, I couldn't agree more. It, it's okay, I have a backup. I have a backup, nice. but yeah, just... How, like, I know we haven't seen Nikki for a while, but how buried does she have to be to literally be, well, obviously you can beat Nikki Cross in less than two minutes, Rhea Ripley, and then she doesn't. It, it's just... Yeah, it accomplishes nothing for so nobody. She can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a no. lose-lose. Get out of here. Even, even besides yeah. that, it's like, you just have to last two minutes. You don't have to win. We only no. expect yeah. you just to last two minutes. That's exactly. all we expect from you. Oh. So okay. I, I obviously didn't watch it live because that is too difficult for me to do. So I mm-hmm. woke up the next morning and was like, cool, I'm going to watch Raw today. But I foolishly looked up the results before because I don't really care that much, you know. And I looked it up and I all I read was Nikki Cross defeats Rhea Ripley. And I was like, no oh. way. That's yeah. wild. <laughs> I, was, I, I can't believe it. I've got, fast forward oh, to that man, point in the show. I was like, let's go, let's go. And then I got that. Oh. And I honestly, I nearly cried. That added to the there, disappointment so literally much. Literally sitting on the rug in front of my oh. telly, wrapped up in my Scotland oh my flag. God. Like, I'm so excited. I can't <laughs> you know, and That's what I got, you know. I'm just watching oh the end of it now, God. and uh, she's like jumping around and happy that she lasted two minutes. This is really—it's really it makes dis- it look so stupid. Yeah. Don't but put I will her in say, this situation. It's so dumb. Oh, I will yeah. say that she looks. Uh, she does look great. She came back. She yes. looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Good she point. looks like she's been uh, in great shape. There was a, a horrible moment just at the start of the match where they're talking about 
uh, oh, you know, she's got to beat her in, in two minutes, and Corey Graves, I think, messes up a little bit. I mean, he goes like, well, you know, don't count out Nikki Cross. Uh, she, she's former women's tag team champion, tag team <laughs> champion, uh, and it's like, yeah, she's not former the women's champ. tag team partner. Yeah, oh my yeah. God. she was in a tag team once. <laughs> like, yeah. It looks so, like she won the title with this celebration. What the? Fuck? I know, I know. It's, and it's just such a garbage. The whole thing is Rhea looks bad. Nikki looks good, but the the match itself and everything around it makes her look bad. Bad, yeah. bad. If, Lots of bad. Shower. The only bad. thing that I think would have saved this segment is if, rather than Rhea being like, oh, I've got plenty of time to beat you, if she'd just gone full out, the bell rings, and then Rhea just pounded the living hell out of her for two minutes straight, tried to yeah. pin her after 30 seconds, kicked out, tried to pin her again after a minute, kicked out, pound, 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 and then kept going and going and going, and then the two minutes was up, I'd be like, wow, it makes Cross look good because she was able to survive that. But also, it kind of adds to this whole feud with Charlotte in terms of, wow, she couldn't be here in that two minutes, but look how much she did. But we didn't get anything. It was just the two of them standing in the ring looking at each other laughing for a minute. Awful. Yeah, it's interesting. I like that. There's so many... See, there's always a different way to do things that could be better. It's not It's not that difficult, I don't think. I, I like that a lot more. Like it's, But anyway. And, and I came up with that now. WWE, you can have that, right? But it's, it's not this one's free. To, all they can have everything from Marshall. Some of the stuff right. that they're giving us just now is not like it's it's annoying to us, and we call it a pish, absolutely. But all it would need is polished off a couple of little tweaks, and it would be a good. Do you know what Polish I mean? that turd, baby. Yeah. Shine it up. Turn it sideways and stick it straight up Jason's root. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, <laughs> um, speaking of polished turds, um, oh. my good of the week. Uh, I have to give it. It's it's also going to raw actually. What? Um, I'm going to give it to Shelton and Cedric. Yeah, took my good right. too. Oh, <laughs> wow, you guys both thought it was good too. Really? That's nice. nice. I loved it. I loved yeah, it. Excellent. The match was great. I really yes. enjoyed it, start to finish. I loved uh, Cedric at the edge of the ring first, giving them all the chat, and Shelton was just like getting the. Around, we'll rip your head off. And so good, just the build and the build. It kept going and going and going, and I was like, "This is class!" Like I, I can so tell they both hate so each much. other, you know. <laughs> and then the actual match was amazing. It, it, it made both of them look great. Yep. I do think that Cedric getting a clean win. I mean, it now means that both have got a clean win over each other, okay, so it's going to go to a rubber yeah, match. Yeah, I just remembered. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. That, that's yeah. that's fine, but yeah, I I think it would have been better if he had sneakily won that plays in his character a little bit more, but hey-ho, I'll take it however it comes, because actually the match itself was, was so good, so good. Give me a ref bump and a chair yeah. shot to shut his head. <laughs> I think part of why it was so good is that I think we all probably expected... A, when they got kicked out of the Hurt Business, and then they turned on each other. Well, that's it. We're not seeing them for five months, six months. And uh, they're going to have maybe one little breakup match, and that's it. They're done. Yeah. But they're actually seeming to build a feud between these two guys. Perfect. And they're both too good to not be on WWE yeah. television. So I'm happy that they're sticking around, at least for now. Another blood feud that would work inside a Hell in a Cell. Just saying. Imagine Ooh. the two of them in a hell in a cell. Shelton in a hell in a cell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
Jason, you've yeah. been a big Shelton Mark. Uh, did you see this segment, or what do you think of this uh, progressing now? Um, I did. Uh, I saw the match. The match was good. I'm not surprised. They're both very good. Um, I hope it does keep progressing because they both deserve it, and they both can clearly put on a good match. At first, I was worried, like you guys were saying, they mm-hmm. would disappear or they would just have that one-off random match on Raw and it wouldn't go anywhere. So, I mean, it, as long as it keeps going, they need these undercard stories that we're interested in. So, keep it going. I love Shelton. Shelton. The gold standard. Remember when he had the uh, gold hair? Old no, no, no stop so me. No, no stop me. Yeah, if you could bring that back, I'd be happier. Oh. Denny. What is what is his entrance music now? It's just like generic yeah. Jim Johnson, <laughs> superstar <laughs> number five or whatever. Yeah. You know? We're going it's out something. tonight. Yeah, that's it. Oh, actually, sorry, I've just remembered. That's another, sorry, to bring it back. It's another thing I hated about the Nikki Cross thing. We got Rhea Ripley's entrance. By the way, she came out first. Not really sure why. We go to break. And then when we come back, Nikki's already in the ring. She doesn't even get an entrance. That's appalling. She she, she simultaneously gets buried and beats the women's chat. Like, yeah. and yet that still buries her even she's, more. She's made to look. <laughs> yeah. How do you beat Rhea useless. Ripley and then get buried? Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah. In the win. And and she managed to win. Yeah. It's yeah. wild. Anyway, there's my good and my bad. Wax. Yes. Take it away, you milky freak. Yeah. Luckily for me, I had card. some. Some stuff uh, in the reserve plan because, uh, as as you know, that that was exactly going to be my good and my pish. But I do have some backups, and I'll start with my good. I have a micro good first, and it's the return of Humberto Carrillo. We were all really worried that he would be out yeah. long term. He's back. He got beaten pretty bad by Sheamus, but he's back, and it seems like he can now continue whatever feud with Ricochet in there, maybe also. So hey, that kind of is like a win-win. Yeah. So I'll take it. Uh, but my actual good is going to go on to SmackDown this week, and it's the ending of SmackDown. Notably, the return, or the re-debut, of Alistair Black. I'm a big Alistair Black fan, of course, he being formerly NXT royalty. Uh, I thought his little vignettes leading up were pretty cool, and he clubbed Big E yeah. In the head at the end of the match, big black mass uh, to help Apollo retain uh, retain his title. And of course, Apollo celebrated in the heel way as he should because he's a heel, a slimy heel. Um, <laughs> but I'm intrigued. I want to know why Biggie, because uh, yeah. really, if there's one person you'd think Alistair would have gone after in that match, it'd be Kevin Owens, because that's yeah. sort of the last bit of their altercation, unless they're really sort of erasing that part of Alistair's history. I'm curious to see uh, where they go. That's why he's got one funky eye. Because mm. he's a different person. Remember he had, a, twin? he had an eye patch when he was with yeah. Kevin oh. Owens. I, that makes so... Oh, wow. WWE has continuity. I totally forgot. A little bit. Yeah, for there once. There was a feud <laughs> where obviously he got the eye thing and he had an eye patch yeah. for a bit and then he disappeared. But when I saw him on SmackDown, I seen him with one kind of lens in and I was like... yeah. Why does he have that? That's weird. And then, right enough, yeah, that makes sense. And we have to mention the match itself as well. The match itself was Mm. awesome. You knew something was going to happen at the end. I did not think that was going to happen. But I I figured it would be something. Yeah, I was at first a little let down by, uh, because Michael Cole kind of did like a, it's Christian for Aleister Black's return, but it wasn't 
his return, the way he returned with the smoke and sort of the dark character, yeah. it didn't really fit like, oh my god, it's Alistair Black! He is not supposed to be here! Uh, or anything like that. So it actually did make sense. And it was the fact that it happened after a, a, a whopper of a match. Um, and just another That's guy right. coming into that mid-card picture, potentially. So The talent in that match? Plus Alistair Black, what is going on here? This, this, is, this is good stuff. Um, but I will say my pish as well. We're going to go back to Raw for the pish. Uh, and it's a shame because I was really excited for this tag team to become the champs. But it seems like what WWE wants to do with them is terrible because they're with the least over tag team on Monday Night Raw. Elias and Jackson make America great again, Riker. Uh, <laughs> first of all, why does AJ Styles... We haven't seen AJ Styles without Omos in about a year, but this time he comes to the ring alone, so you know Omos is coming out at some point. Of course, he's there specifically for the save. Crushes uh, what's-his-face through the board. It's just... <laughs> but this feud doesn't make any sense because these guys have done nothing to elevate themselves to be in the title picture, but it's looking like that's what we're aiming towards, I guess, because Kofi's doing his thing maybe in the main title picture, and there's... Mm. Is there another tag team on Raw? Viking right Raiders, T-Bar yeah. and Mace. The well, T-Bar and Mace make people party. cringe. Um, yeah, well, so, so no, no good tag teams. So not really. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no one that can compete. Like, how is that possible? That's it. So I guess it's they're, they're in that spot by default. But it's just, uh, I'm not excited for this, which is a shame because I was so excited for AJ and Omos. I wanted to see who yeah. is going to beat this man because he's currently Superman. Nothing hurts him. Nothing damages him. Uh, and I don't think Elias and Jackson Riker are going to be the guys to do it. So this is just an better easy... Better not be. Oh, God. Better not be. <laughs> that would be even worse. Uh, so that is my pish. Uh, again, the tag team division, it seems, whether it's men, whether it's women, seems to continue to be bad on, uh, on WWE programming. I agree. Nothing more needs to be said there, yeah. I don't think. Jason, unless you have any comments on that. Uh, no. All right, let's jump go. into my good and my pish. I'm going to start it off with the pish because I want to end it with some good. I still have that pishy taste in my mouth from Waxman's. So I gave you some pishy I mean, taste in your mouth? Oh, not the first time. You pished <laughs> in my mouth? Is it, is, it, <laughs> is it milk? Is it off? Is it gone sour? Sour milk. Ooh, curdle. Chunky. <laughs> Speaking of curdled disgustingness, I have to go here. I have to. Natty and Tamina versus Naya and Shayna. Still going on. This is still happening. It ended with the weakest pish roll-up. Like, I don't yeah. understand. Are they wrestling in slow motion in these matches now? Like, we have a lot of talent there with Natty and... Uh, well, I guess Shayna. <laughs> yep, there we go. Uh, <laughs> so, silence. Why can't we get something better? I was just like, well, wait a minute. Can I put you Naya? Know, I mean, Naya's, uh, you know, uh, a spectacle in and of herself, but my goodness, is this bad? It's just bad. It's, it's all, yeah, it just paints Shayna as like this lame person because she's threatened to leave Naya for like the last three months. Yeah. But then sticks she, around with Reggie, yeah. and it's just like. And now there's, you know, next week we're going to get a match between. Reggie and Shayna, and it's like, why? I don't, I don't give a shit. 
Like, yeah, it's like, who cares? Just throw them into the I fire. This like, is the if there's going to be flames the... everywhere, just throw them into the fire. I'd rather yeah. watch them burn <laughs> at this point. Like, just let's go. Yeah, you know? Reggie's not... I mean, he's adding something to the feud. Is he adding much? I don't know. I like you know, Reggie as a character. I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I do, but the it's Somalia just Reggie is good. in yeah. the women's tag team division. I, it doesn't it make should, sense. This and, has gone on, like you've said, way too long. Him yeah. and Nia together, if he was Nia's manager Fine. going forward and all of yep. that, great. Uh, that's fantastic. But Fine. this has to end soon, the, right? The thing that bugged me most about that this, this week is not is that feud but not from Raw, but from SmackDown. Because obviously Nia and um, oh, Sheena are yes. Raw competitors, right? And when they were on, when they came on SmackDown, because they're not supposed to be on SmackDown now, they had to justify it. So Michael Cole says, and of course, as per the contract, uh, once per quarter, the tag teams are allowed to battle on the they other They fight on show. SmackDown every week. They fight on both shows every week. <laughs> I was just like, well, oh. as the champions though, right? So that's, you know, that if you're the champion, uh, you will both. But there could be a better explanation for that. Yeah, the reason that they're doing it this week is because they are allowed to do it once per quarter as per their contract. I'm like, oh, just shut up, up Michael Cole, you <laughs> That's almost as bad as the whole... Why should we get dropped? Jordan's, Jordan just think, shut up, Michael Cole. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on my soundboard, yeah. Shut up, Michael Cole. But, like, that's almost as bad as, oh, yeah, you can't be a tag team until you've signed the registration form for being a tag team. Like, oh you're just making God. shit up. Like, come on. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Any comments on that one, Jay? Uh, I don't want to talk about Naya anymore. And, yeah, it's just bad. I just hope they, they, lo- they have a rematch or something. I hope they lose again and... They can do other things, please. That's it. Break the break the break them up and let's move on. Let's, let's break them up. Now, for my good, of course, uh, it was a few of my goods have already been said. Um, you know, lots of them coming out, but there is another one here. I have to go with it. Riddle is my good again this week. A great match. Riddle versus Xavier bro. Woods ended with an RKO. RK bro, you fucking slammed him into with an RKO. RK bro, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. they kept calling it RKO, and I was waiting for it to be called RK Pro, but maybe it's not there yet. RKO, I guess because of the branding, maybe it's a TM. Whatever. He looked great. He always looks so good. He, what was that move where he picked him up from the outside in between? Like, he was straddling the... He was on the ropes. But he's on, like, the middle rope, Brett's rope, and he fucking tosses him fully over. And, like, oh. I thought his head was going to smash into the ground, but he actually fully flipped Xavier Woods over. Yeah, it was like a from German From the outside release. of the ring, inside to the ring. Yeah. Flipped them over. Like, just bonkers. Yeah, like a, like, it was like really, a German really release suplex or something like that. It was wild. Crazy. Um, even just the strength from Xavier in, in that match. Xavier like, was fucking beast. He, he basically military pressed him at one point, and I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> expect that from him. No. He did an attitude Whoa. adjustment on the apron. Yeah. Oh yeah! Fucking, are you, what do they call that now? The F U. The F U. Yeah. Xavier Woods. Maybe he can take the attitude adjustment. I think they call but... it the uh, "I'm sorry, China" maneuver. <laughs> 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 the apologist, my God! <laughs> yeah, we got to mention that John Cena is is talking about coming back to the WWE. He wants to come back, apparently, but he wants to be involved in like a good storyline and. He's all about the story and whatever. And he better go but, somewhere else. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Well, hypothetically, what would be a good storyline for John Cena to go through? Like, as well, it is right now. It. As it ideally, is right now. Well, yeah. Ideally, it's, it's Roman Reigns, right? A bunch yeah, of stuff has got to happen with Roman. Like... John Cena comes back and says, I want another championship. Who the hell do you think you are, Roman, coming here saying you're the big dog? Do you know who I am? I'm John Cena. Look at my I mean, stupid makes... hair. I'm on stupid wipeout, and I'm an idiot. Now you're going down. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, if you, if you look back over the last, like, 20, 25 years, right, there's been the, the passing over of the torch, hasn't there? You know, you've gone from, like, uh, Hogan to, to Rock and then Rock to Cena, and, you know, Cena's going to have to pass that torch over. So, yeah. And Cena's going to have to win it because he's got to get his 17th championship to become the most winning yeah. superstar of all time. And then he's got to take it back. So I don't know. Maybe it could be. I don't, I don't know if I like it that much against Bobby. I don't think there's as much there. John Cena mm. versus Drew McIntyre is a big, sexy match. But I really like John Cena, yeah, John, Roman Reigns. Roman. Yeah, John Cena sure. somehow wins the title, gets his 17th, and now Roman's got to do what he's got to do to win it back. Like a, which a means full, a full two-year package with like two manias. Or, well, one you ever seen a lifetime? Super Cena, Super Roman. Like these two going at it. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's all super. It's a two-year-long match because none of them lose. Yeah, yeah there you go. There would have to be a whole bunch of fish and stuff in there. But I had to say Riddle versus Woods. There was some Good weird shit. camera work in the match that I got it. I got a shout out. WWE with their fucking cuts and cutting every two seconds. Cut, 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 cut. They're making mistakes now to the point where they'll cut to a fucking screen in the crowd. I mean, maybe yeah, they're practicing I for when there's actual humans. Like sideways cut to a, a fucking like. Come on, like you're cutting so much that you're making yeah. these mistakes. Like relax, let us watch what's happening. We don't need all these cuts. I know that we we've barked about this before, but I had to say that. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good, good. But um, the Viper, you know, Viper looks happy. RK Bro, Roland, uh, I got to say I'm loving everything about it. There's a tag team that can go against AJ and Omos right there. What am I saying? True. And we're wasting yeah, them on Elias yeah, and... Uh, you not, know, the... not yet, I would say, but yes. Maybe, yeah, I mean, yes. Still dealing with... But sure. if he's fighting Xavier Woods, because it seemed like they were going to kind of fight the New Day, but now Kofi's involved in the main title picture... Who knows what's going on? It's a bit of a murky situation, but at least think, it's entertaining. I think everything will change come July with actual crowds because they'll realize, you know, Bobby will come to the ring at the start of Raw and everyone will just be like, no, no response. And you'll be like, <laughs> oh, okay, we need to get the title off of him then because nobody and cares about him. When oh, Roman I mean, comes out, will they example, say, uh, will they hate Roman, you think? I don't know. I, I, I mean... I've not seen Roman in front of a crowd properly. At have least I? Uh, if they boo him this time, it kind of kind of works. Cause it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He's the heel, but I, I'm hoping for one of those mixed reactions where the Marks and the Smarks are like on the Roman train now, because yeah. before Marks and Smarks were mostly fully blown against him, yeah. vehemently against him. Yes, but the tides have turned a little bit, have they not? The Rock couldn't have. even get Roman Reigns over. Yeah, and he raises his hand. It's like. Boo. That's yeah, one of the most he, iconic things ever. The Rock like pointing to him and looking shocked as yeah. everyone's booing him, and he's looking around like. I don't think that was a work either. That was full, full no, shoot. It was full blown. Because <laughs> the Rock is raising your hand, and you still get booed. Like, still get booed. Yeah. Yeah, it's like iconic moment. It's so fun to see how far Roman Reigns has come from that moment, um, on a personal level, on a professional level. What a fucking monster! Like beast. So good for him, Roman. Let's let's keep it rolling. 
John yes. Cena versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I'm ready for it, Michael. In a hell in a cell. Might as well put it in a cell, Michael. <laughs> Three uh, stages of cell match. But that is our goods and pishes of the week. Did anyone else watch NXT and AEW besides you two? Or did you watch NXT? Did you watch both? Did you watch one or the other? I was able to watch the highlights of both, but not uh, the full shows. Like I do with AEW, you know, some of the stuff there I'm not into yet, so I'll skip through it. But good overall NXT as well, and I'm excited to hear from them. Um, Jason... You know, is really not into either, so he's just left the podcast. He's done. He's just gone. Sense. See you later, Jace. <laughs> just kidding. He's taking um, a stroll. Did you watch either, Jay, this week? Uh, no. Okay. Um, so let's let's uh, catch us up to speed. Get us get us going. Let, let us know what was exciting about uh, NXT this week, Wax, and we'll finish it off with Jordan. So here's what I'm going to do, and you guys can let me know. Actually, uh, this is what we're going to have to do. So we are recording this on a Wednesday tonight, just as it turns out. Uh, so, NXT, as we know, now is on Tuesdays. I have not watched or read anything about Ooh. NXT yesterday. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about NXT last week, May 18th. And then next episode, I'll talk about May 25th. That way I have something to talk about next week. True. Um, and we'll do it like that. So here is what happened on NXT May 18th. I won't go over every single thing. There was some stuff that wasn't super, super important. Uh, Tony Storm won her first match in about seven months, uh, beating <laughs> Zoe Stark. It was actually a very good match. Um, and someone like Tony, who has been in the women's main event picture for a little bit, she needed a win. You, you can't have someone like that losing over and over again, especially if you are going to put her in a feud with Zoe Stark. Um, it seems like she was getting have... pretty much, she was getting over before this decline. Tony? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, but I, I guess thought... that comes with wins, right? Someone's winning a lot. They're looking good. They're having good matches. Yeah. Popular. Lose, That's lose, it. lose, 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 lose. Are they still as popular? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. And she's still got a but long I... way to go. Uh, you know, she's only 24, 25. Like, she's, she's super young. young. Right. And so. Uh, Ozzy? So... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Uh, so yeah, great match there. And I'm sure that's building to just a, a bigger feud between the two of them. So I like that. Uh, we had a number one contenders match for the NXT Tag Team Championships. It was between Legato Del Fantasma and Timmy and Tommy. I'm calling them that now. Toothless Timmy and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh <laughs> As as any match, yeah, it's, it kind of looks like that. That was a good invitation. Yeah, as yeah. with any match that involves uh, Champa and Thatcher, this was a violent as hell match. A good one though, and it is Legato that comes out uh, with the win because there was a little bit of schmas. The grizzled young veterans came in and attacked Champa and Thatcher, and uh, sorry, just Champa, and it was Thatcher who took the pinfall. So what this probably means is we're going to get a title feud with MSK and Legato and a blood feud between the Grizzled Young Vets and Timmy and Tommy. Love both of those. Let's go. The tag team division is like 30 times hotter on NXT than it is on Raw or SmackDown or the women's division because these are actual tag teams. They're getting momentum. They look good together. 
I don't know how you have a so-called developmental brand Be hitting it out of the park and the main roster failing. And I know it's because Vince apparently is not a big fan of tag team wrestling. So we'll see what happens uh, in the post-Vince no era. Teams, no factions, no nothing. Yeah. Speaking of factions, Hit Row uh, was back. They had a squash match against... Was it Everrise? I feel like it's usually Everrise when it's a squash match. They're, you know, they have their lane. Uh, it was AJ Francis and Ashanti the Adonis. Uh, so just more momentum for them. And Isaiah Swerve Scott has, uh, as the leader, the face of that uh, faction, uh, says he's kind of interested in uh, chasing for that North American championship. Crazy. Which brings us to the night's main event and probably my... It's got to be have a nice milk match of the week. And Jordan, we got to, you know, we were talking about this uh, before the show. We talked about it last week. We both said, yeah, no, there's no way it's not going to happen. But yeah. it happened. We have a new North American champion, like seven years to the day of his first ever wrestling match. It's Bronson Reed over Johnny Gargano in a steel cage. I'm curious to see where they go next with the North American title and where the way goes next. But it was a great win for uh, for Bronson. Very well deserved for for a big guy. He's very very you know agile. He moves well. Crazy. Um, people seem to really really like him uh, in NXT as well. They really really seem to you know he's like a kind of like a fan favorite if mm -hmm. you will. So that is how uh, the night ended. Uh, we had some segments throughout. We had uh, another Cameron Grimes with Ted DiBiase um, segment. So building up to something. Uh, we had an interview with Pete Dunne that kind of didn't go anywhere. I wasn't super fond of it. Uh, I think it was more to say, hey, Pete Dunne's still around. And, you know, I love Pete Dunne. He's one of my guys, but uh, he's, he's got to do something. Yeah, he's too nice uh, seems in like that interview. That was the problem. Yeah, and Pat, Pat McAfee was in there too for, yeah. for some reason. Um, but Bobby Fish seemed to sort of say, hey, Pete, you and me, let's go. So, you know, okay, sure. I think Pete Dunn comes out on top of that, I hope. I don't think he should be losing to Bobby Fish. No. <laughs> uh, and then well, there was one other segment I wanted to discuss. Yes, uh, we seem to still not be done with the Indy Hartwell, Dexter Loomis uh, romance storyline i personally sorry so wait till you see the next episode spoiler alert <laughs> dexter oh. dexter more of oh, dexter oh. yeah so basically it was revealed that candace had been sabotaging their budding romance and so she's got hope back and it's it's i don't even like talking about it this is just so you know, they're all great characters. It's just this is a terrible storyline. This is not the way to go with either of their characters. The way Indy, Dexter, it's just, it doesn't do anything. I don't think anybody's really into it, except uh, apparently Beth Phoenix, who I guess that's her role, but she loves the shit out of it. Index or Someone's whatever she's calling it. Uh, so, I mean, apparently, as you said, uh, Brad, it's, it's continuing. Um, but that was NXT. In a nutshell, we got some good matches. Again, great matches, some interesting stuff developing as we continue towards the next takeover, which, as we know, is going to be in your house. So that should be nice. There you go. 
Jordan, did you have anything yeah, you want to add on sure. that? Go check it out. But Brad, anyone? Um, no, I mean I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you, so it was good. Uh, it was a good recap to to remember that episode. Because I, I saw the yes. highlights this week. I will, I will likely, if it's on the network, I will likely go and watch it after we conclude. There you go. Um, Let's get into AEW. Let's do it. Um, AEW. Slightly different A-E-W. take on AEW this week. I will very, very briefly um, run through a couple of my highlights from last week. Uh, one of them was uh, Max Caster's rap of him coming out and calling out uh, formerly known as Renee Young uh, in his rap by saying that she uh, has been hitting him up in uh, his DMs for uh, to be part of his oral sessions, uh, which was quite amusing. Um, (laughs) Miro pulled a a great promo on uh, Jake Snake Roberts and uh, Lance Archer. He, uh, Jake Snake tried to say something to Miro. Miro basically told him to shut up, and the, he said, "There's not enough yoga in the world that's going to save you from me," uh, which was class. <laughs> Just thought that was really good, knowing the history there with him. Um, the highlight of the night for me was actually the Varsity Blondes, um, which is Brian Pillman Jr. and mm-hmm. Brett Garrison, I think his name is, uh, against the the Young Bucks. This seemed to be a bit of a culmination of. Brian Pillman Jr.'s push because of the dark side of the ring stuff that's been going on. Amazing match. Absolutely amazing match. I would really recommend it. Go and watch it in terms of tag team wrestling. Another classic example from AEW on on how that should be done. Not going to lie. Since the documentary came out, even without watching AEW, I'm cheering for Brian Pillman Jr. There you go. Perfect. And I think that was the point of putting them in such a big a high-profile match was because of that hype. They're like, well, let's put his son in this match against our tag champ. Why not? And actually, Good for him, too. Like he gets a great. huge boost, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> great mullet. Yeah. But the main thing <laughs> I wanted to mention is actually the fact that we have a pay-per-view for AEW at the weekend. Um, very quickly, oh. I will go through that pay-per-view. Uh, one of the matches we have is... The Young Bucks versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. I'm buzzing for that. Absolutely oh, buzzing. I don't know what way it's going to go. I feel like the Bucks will probably take it, but I'd be excited to see Moxley and Kingston hold that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Another match we have is Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Mm. I don't it's all right. I'm not overly excited by it. it is what it is. Um, be is, good. is Sting it, gonna wrestle? Like, yeah, he so he's already wrestled, like in another oh, okay. tag match. But I guess the beauty of what he's doing at the minute is because it's two tag matches he's been in. You know, he's not doing the whole thing. He tags out and he just has moments, which the boy's like sixty-five. His match that he had you know? that was like um, videoed or whatever. Like, yeah, the, cinema, the cinematic cinematic matches, one. right? Yeah. He's perfect for that because you have stinger moments you know exactly, then you can cut away exactly. to the, the craziness it's kind of like when brett came back uh, in wwe obviously he couldn't wrestle wrestle but yeah that's where the best was the best ever will be um we also have hangman adam page versus brian cage nah don't i'm not really arsed um i hope hangman adam page wins it with his little family in the dark order i'm pretty happy with how that's going so i'd like for that to continue 
We do have the Casino Battle Royal. Oh, there he is. Uh, the Let's Casino go. Battle Royal um, for a future AEW World Championship match. Again, there's a bunch of different people in there. I'm looking at the list just now. I think, if I'm honest, who I would pick, who's got enough hype that would work, I would give it to Christian Cage. Um, let's see if Big Christian Boy can can, can win that, and I'd, I'd take him in a feud with uh, the EW champ at some point. Um, sick. I'm down. There's so many matches on this card. We have Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo, uh, former British bronze medalist uh, at the Olympics. I don't care. <laughs> it's not a match I'm interested okay, in at all. Um, one I am excited about, actually probably most excited about this out of most, yeah, definitely one of my top matches of this card is Hikaru Shida uh, versus Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Championship. Britt Baker is coming out on top. She is She's hot. a draw, man. She's, She's a draw. so good. And I didn't realize until very recently her partner is Adam Cole. Baby. Didn't know How that. How crazy is that? That's wild. It's because it's, it's a weird dynamic, too. Like, yeah. they don't, I don't, like certain couples don't look like they would be a good match, but yeah, apparently yeah. they are. Like there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I really hope Britt Baker takes this. She deserves. See it. who She's we saw been, on the weekend. Uh, oh, there, oh there, there you go. Been absolute uh, fire for the last little while, so I'm excited to Orange see Cassidy. that. Orange Cassidy. Um, <laughs> it's looking like we're going to have Miro versus. You missed Lance. that one, Jason. You, you you paying attention here or what? I saw it. <laughs> no comment on Orange Cassidy. We were live in a park with him, and you don't care. No. <laughs> uh, it's looking no like self. we're no going to get Miro versus Lance Archer. There is another dart match in, in between this, for, but forget about that. Um, that will be good. Two big heavy hitters, and actually watching Miro slash Rusev do anything is always good. He's an yeah. absolute beast. Since, he's, since they've given him this fire under him, because for a while in AEW, when he was just worried about his arcade machines, it was like funny, but it was like... Eh. Yeah, he was portrayed as that comedy guy, and now he's kind of snapped and has gone yeah, a bit rogue. I'm it was a good, it. Uh, it was a good it. slow roll. It was worth it. We have a stadium stampede match between the Pinnacle and um, the Inner Circle. If the Inner Circle lose, they will disband forever. The Inner Circle are surely going to win this. Jericho coming out on top, it's going to be really interesting to watch especially with uh <laughs> how their um what do you call it their double cage match thing that they did what was it called again blood and guts oh. that's what they called it but it's the uh war games match so that'll be exciting to watch and finally we have kenny omega versus orange cassidy versus pack for the ew world championship i I, th- I mean, I'm guessing Kenny Omega is going to come out on top of this, but I feel, like, I feel like they've kind of pushed Orange Cassidy quite a bit for in this feud. But then that also, would be, I'm down, but I just not, don't see it. They've yeah. not pushed Pack at all, so has he got an outside chance of winning? They, by pure... they push him in terms of like they talk about him as if he's a champion. Yeah, but they say, he oh hasn't yeah, yeah, proved he's, it he's... here yet. Yeah, he's obviously a champion. He's up, so we don't need to worry about him, you know, because he's yeah. They just talk about how amazing he is, his career. Uh, he's dominant. Look at him; he's a he's a specimen. Like they hype him up so much, but yeah, he doesn't have any. He's not gold been to in, this, for it here in yet. this promo package. It's weird. It's it's been yeah. odd. Like they've had moments where they've tried to say to 
Orange Cassidy, oh, we're going to get you to sign this contract to say you're not in this match and we'll give you a, a shot later. But they didn't do that with Pac. So I don't really understand that dynamic and what's going on there. But yeah, it, I mean, I'm guessing Kenny's going to win, but let's see what happens. This Sunday, the 30th, I think it'll be your 31st or whatever. It, oh no, is that Saturday? I have no idea what day it is, mate. Um, <laughs> it's at the weekend. for you. A -E yeah, AEW double... Today. And or nothing. It's just called Double okay. or Nothing. Uh, watch it live, baby. I know I will be. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm buzzing. Yeah, I want to know what day it is because uh, oh, Sunday, May 30th. Sunday. I think it's the 30th, yeah. Sunday, bloody Sunday. So, yeah, there you go. That is AEW. Um, as tightly as I could have packaged it for you, but I'm really excited for the weekend and we'll see what we get. And we'll talk about it, I'm sure, next week. Back to that big, gingery, freak, dirty, stinky pest that he is. Oh, yeah. Listen here. I'm excited for it as well. I'll definitely be watching live on my television set. I don't know what you guys are going to be doing. I know you're not doing anything, so you should watch AEW's Papa Review. But uh, if not, well, you know, eat shit. But thank right. you so much, Jordan and Wax, for summarizing NXT and AEW. Jason, thank you for showing up. Um, is there anything you want to say, Jay, in the closing? I mean, these two guys just had a, a big platform for a little bit. Is there anything that you want to shoot out there? Uh, yeah, I want to say uh, rest in peace to Alexa Bliss's pet pig. Uh, I saw a video she posted very distraught over the whole thing. It was actually very young. I looked up. How old pigs usually live to I think it was like 15 years 15 to 20 years and um, yeah I think hers was only four years old and uh, yeah. I know it sounds funny that someone has a pig as a pet but she like really loved this just think of like your most loved dog or cat she loved this just as much and uh, it hit her pretty hard and I noticed it on Twitter so shout out Did to they her say what it was doing well what happened to it yeah I, I read like about it a bit I don't know exactly why it did, but I know that she reached out to like 10 doctors. There's actually like vets and stuff that do, that can work on, on, on pigs. And, yeah, any but, farm but, vet for sure. But they couldn't, apparently it was too big um, or too large or whatever uh, and uh, too far gone. They, they couldn't work on it. So it's, uh, it's pretty sad. It, and um, yeah, yeah, I hope she's doing okay. The show that I watch was. about... Um... A guy that goes and will try to help a family pet lose weight. As funny as it is, it's a serious show because it's such a small animal. You put on a lot of weight. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's horrible for it. Pigs, believe yeah. it or not, are one of those animals that they're not supposed to just eat out of control. They're not supposed to be super fat. A big fat pig. A, a good, healthy pig is supposed to be strong, thin, you know, like get its exercise, everything else. So the guy that does the show... Uh, you know, believe it or not, raised show pigs, and now he, he teaches mostly dogs and cat owners how to stop overfeeding their animals, but sometimes it's a pig as well, and he's an expert on it, and so I hope it wasn't because the animal was overweight or anything, but judging by the pictures, it didn't. Probably just complications, but good for everyone out there to know, you know, make sure your pet is thin as much as we like to spoil them. <clears throat> the, you know, the effects on them are even worse than it is on a human, so, you know. True, true. From the four jobbers to you, spay and neuter your pets and keep them underweight. Or at the Brad Barker. <laughs> Have a nice day. I do like to bark. <laughs> Give them 
milk. Have a nice milk. And thank you, Jason, for that. We, you know, we're all Alexa Bliss fans here, I think, and we wish her all the best. Anything else? Nothing for me. No, that was it, Jason. That was your monologue. <laughs> I don't. Ha- I don't really have one. Like, uh, okay, I just. I, I did think this of that time. though, because I actually watched her. Um, her Twitter video about it, and it was it's sad. sad. Like she, it was like a minute or two minutes, and shows how much she loved that pig like she posts pictures of, of it and, and everything it's like oh it's funny she has a pig as a pet but uh man she loved that like anyone loved any pet it was uh it's crazy um uh yeah i don't know i don't have a monologue uh i'm done you still love your cat after everything you go through with them yeah i do that's <laughs> the thing about pets like <laughs> you know they do they do seemingly annoying things but they always do it for a reason they're not doing it to be a prick usually uh and um, it doesn't matter because they're cute and you love them and they get away with whatever they want. And that's the way it goes. <laughs> uh, even cats, they, everything they do is for a reason. It's never their fault unless they have a disease of some kind. So <laughs> it's all because you either haven't played with it or fed it or given it enough attention or love or whatever. Cats have a different way of communicating. Than I do, no, yours is an addiction to alcohol. And oh, yeah. uh, I think. No, I was trying to think of another word, but I couldn't think of it. I'm tired. <laughs> You're a glutton for punishment, you big boog. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to another episode of the Four Jobbers podcast. This was a fun one, I think. I had a lot of fun. In spite of there not being a lot of interesting things happening in the wrestling world, we always find a way to make it fun, I hope. If you Absolutely. liked it, please go ahead and like, subscribe. We need all of that. We're an up-and-coming podcast. I know you hear it all day, every day, people droning on, but we need your support. If you have any friends that are into wrestling, tell them about it. Be like, yo, this podcast is pretty cool. Check it out. And if not, well, please keep supporting us anyways. And that's it. Do it. Deal with it. And we'll see you next week. I hear voices in my head. They can't be. They understand. They talk to me. They talk to me. Ah.